Welcome to the Happiest Hours Outdoor Podcast by Bronson Lasley. In this podcast, we talk about everything outdoors and, of course, the things that make us happiest while spending time outdoors. In this podcast, we'll have guests from all over the country and maybe even across the world for them to tell us what makes them happiest when they're spending time outdoors and their roots on why they do it. Welcome to episode three of the Happiest Hours Outdoor Podcast. This is your host, Bronson Lastly, and today I wanted to rewind a little bit and bring you guys back to my roots and kind of explain um, what my story is all about and why I want to start this podcast and kind of just want to give a little bit of a season update on what's going on for California's waterfowl season right now um, and some trips I'm throwing around about what maybe will come up in the near future. So, um, so I first got introduced to the outdoors from my dad when I was real young and my mom, um, we used to go camping all the time. Um, and we'd usually end up camping by a water source or a lake or some of the sorts like that. And we had a small little plastic molded boat that we would take out. We had just had a four and a half horsepower, to Hatsu little motor and we would take out fishing. Um, I caught probably my first fish when I was real young, probably around the ages of four to six, somewhere in there. I don't know the exact age, um, which was a trout, I believe, or it was either a trout or a bluegill. Um, and it went one or the other. I think the trout I caught with help and the bluegill I caught by myself. The trout was caught in the Sierras and the bluegill was caught by a little pond by my house. Um, but anyways, um, that's how I kind of got my introduction into that. And through that, um, my dad's brother, which is my uncle, of course, um, he, he introduced me to the sport of duck hunting and I had never really been hunting before. And I was around the ages of, um, I think eight, six to eight, probably somewhere in there. And he took me up to his duck club in the Sacramento Valley. It was just a rice blind where they um, had probably around 600 decoys out. Um, And I just remember walking out there and having a hard time wearing my new waders out there and walking out there and being pretty cold. And um, the guys telling me like, oh, when, when I was this little, my dad would tell me whenever I got cold, we could go in and they, they would say that their feet were blue by the time they want, went in because they loved it so much and they didn't want to go in. And that's kind of where I'm at now. So anyway, so I, I kind of got the bug of duck hunting um, by having that experience and watching them shoot a couple ducks. And that same weekend, um, a couple mentors of mine um, gave me some duck calls. Jay King and a guy named Steve Martin both gave me a couple duck calls and from around that time and a little bit down the road, they, they gave me duck calls and kind of gave me some instruction and threw some decoys my way. And they all kind of helped, um, uh, kind of introduce me to the sport of waterfowl hunting. Um, a little bit farther down the road, a couple years later, I kind of stopped hunting, not because I really wanted to just because school and sports and stuff got in the way. But once I turned, around the ages of 10 to 11, um, I really wanted to get back into it. So in 2014, I got my hunting license. And then that same year, I decided, you know what, I'm going to go out on opening day, and I'm going to try to get some ducks. So 
my dad, who does not have a hunting license, took me out to Grizzly Island Wildlife Area in the Sassoon Marsh. And um, aside from watching a few videos and buying a few duck decoys at Walmart, I threw out six mallard decoys, six teal decoys, um, and I had some hawker shells, four of them. And I, uh, I got a little layout blind. I stuck it out in the pond just from what I'd watched in some videos. And that day, I ended up taking home a pair of shovelers. And from then on, I was really hooked. Um, that season really, I think, got me hooked just from all the opportunities of hunting at my uncle's newly owned club that him and a bunch of buddies had bought over on the east side of the, the Sacramento Valley. Um, and then... Um, other than that, it was just from then on, it was just every season from 2014. It's, it's just been a grind ever since. Um, and I don't want to say a grind. I mean, it's absolutely been the part of the year that I look forward to, especially just because of the camaraderie and what duck season brings, um, other than birds, of course. So after that, I'll give a little bit of background into the contest calling and what I kind of done with that. So after that, obviously I had a duck call and a duck call was a, probably one of my favorite parts about hunting and, and just fooling birds over decoys. So once I realized, like I started blowing a duck call more and more, I, I thought I was okay. Um, and some people said, you should do a contest. And I was kind of interested in it. So I went down to Calusa and I, uh, competed in the state contest and I won, the 2015 state spec calling contest, the junior, um, because no one other, no other kids were in the contest. And then I got second in the 2015 junior state duck calling championship, um, which surprised me because I was not very good, um, compared to some of the other kids there. Um, from then on, I kind of got bit that I didn't ever really want to lose again. Um, that was just the competitive side of things that showed out in me. And I also really wanted to just increase my um, hunting success by being a better caller. So from then on, I really practiced a lot and uh, I did pretty good in the intermediates and juniors, won a bunch of state duck and spec calling championships in the intermediate and junior categories. And then um, just this last year, I was lucky enough to take home the California state spec calling uh, contest and the year before, um, I placed, um, second in both of our, our regional and our state duck calling contests. And then this year I was lucky enough to qualify for the worlds in Stuttgart, um, before our contest, um, down in Texas at the Gulf coast regional. Um, so, but fast forward a little bit after that, I, uh, we, I went to Stuttgart this year. I competed down there. Um, like I talked about in my podcast with Joel, I stay at Cypress Crossings Lodge down there. And um, I was lucky enough to take the place between 11th and 14th, somewhere in there. I didn't really know my exact score and what I lined up against. But um, to be top 15 in the world was something pretty cool. And to make all three rounds was pretty humbling, but um, kind of showed me that I, I can kind of hang with the big dogs, but I still needed some work. So um, that was a very, very cool experience. Um, looking back, I was actually lucky enough to win the 2019 Intermediate Worlds in Stuttgart, Arkansas Duck Calling Championship. Um, 
I also won in 2019. I won the um, Junior World Spec Calling Contest. I won the Junior World Meat Duck Calling Contest. Um, and then back in 2018, I won the um, Junior World Live Duck Calling Contest. So um, it was a good couple of years for me in juniors. Um, and I also competed a couple times in the Junior World Canada Goose um, and I got second in that two times. So it was a great, 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 great time to, um, uh, experience, um, what the different calling contests had to offer and be able to take home a few titles, which kind of propelled me into a position to help a few guides for a couple years. And then now I actually have a guide license and I work for a guide in the state and run hunters myself, um, at 19 years old. So, um, I don't think without a lot of hard work and obviously the passion for it, I'd be where I am now. Um, I mean, I just am an, an avid waterfowl hunter, but that's not the only thing I enjoy about the outdoors. I love to fish. I love to chase trout and stripers and salmon. Um, fly fishing of of course too um and i also really like to hunt turkeys and i really 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 have caught the bug for big game hunting in the last three years um i kind of got pushed into that by going mule deer hunting in idaho and from then on i was just hooked um i shot a little four by two buck um, and then from that point on, I was absolutely hooked on, um, big game hunting. Um, that kind of pushed me to invest in spotting scopes and a nice pair of binoculars and really start paying attention to, um, different things for big game hunting, such as clothing systems and, um, adapting my waterfowl hunting clothing systems to big game, um, just a little bit, just because it is a whole entire different um, necessity for your needs and your body to stay warm, um, especially when you're hiking and stuff like that. So I really have um, looked forward to some big game hunts. Um, and not only that, but um, I've also had a ton of time to hunt waterfowl um, for those reasons. Um, I'll go back to what I do as a guide a little bit. So I started helping guides a couple years ago just for some fun, make a little bit of extra money for moving decoys and helping some of the guides call a little bit. But um, I was never really a guide. I was just kind of the guy behind the scenes helping everybody and um, doing whatever I could. Um, this year I went through the state. I bought a guide license, did the paperwork on an insurance bond. And here I am now almost at the end of the first season where I've been taking out clients myself and running hunts um, all the way from I think my first trip was in October early November and now we're here in January um, and my last trips will be in February for the year so um, I was very lucky enough to fall into that position I've really come to love guiding um, probably my favorite part is um, not only the opportunity to hunt a lot and be out there and work my dog and and um, see this the seasons kind of change with how the birds react but really get to know a bunch of different people and um just really see people on their happiest days of the year um 
So that's kind of what I do as a guide. Um, and what I do is I mainly guide speckle belly goose hunts and I'll help on some snow goose hunts and spec combo hunts here and there, but mainly I'm a spec guide and that's what I like to focus on the most. Um, so let's move over to the subject on why I started this podcast. So I started this podcast just because, um, they're traveling to all these calling contests and everything. I've met a lot of really nice people. Um, and I also want to showcase my own story on what really makes me happiest, um, in the outdoors and not only that, but why I do it and why everybody else does it. Um, I really think that especially in these crazy times, the outdoors offers everybody kind of an escape, um, or a way to have some fun when you can't be necessarily going to the movies or going out to dinners and watching baseball games in huge volumes, um, although everything is kind of returned back to normal, it was really an opportunity for um, many of the people that I know to um, take a break and really enjoy um, the things that they really love about the outdoors. Um, So I really wanted to showcase different tips and some of my stories and experiences in the upcoming months, along with having guests on such as Joel and Doug, like I had on before already, um, and kind of showcase their stories and what kind of they're known for and toss around some topics and have some conversations and, um, really get their story and, and, and offer perspective to maybe people who aren't really as much into the outdoors as they'd like to be, but kind of give them a reason or show them a different perspective, maybe that they could relate to, to, give them that leap of faith to, um, really get into it. Um, so that's what the podcast is all about. Um, and I mean, it's going pretty good from what I've seen so far and I've got some viewers and, um, I've really enjoyed, um, some of the conversations we've had and some of the things that I've even learned just by having the guests I've had on the show already. So that's pretty exciting for me. Um, We could look forward to um, what the next couple weeks has to hold for us um, for the state of California for waterfowl hunting. Um, As we're winding down our balance of state season, um, our season closes this coming Saturday. And um, it's been a long season for sure. It's been tough the last uh, part of the season for goose hunters especially. And the ducks have been pretty slow too. But, um, but everybody's going to miss it once it's gone, of course. And, uh, everybody's just kind of spending as much time as they can these next couple days to try and, um, get a few more birds for their freezers and, um, just get a little bit more out of the season, um, and what it has to offer. Um, so what we can look forward to as waterfowlers though, the following weekend is our junior hunt, which I and a buddy will be taking out his younger brother. Um, and I will be taking on another junior, um, primarily chasing some ducks in the mornings, and then maybe we'll throw in a spec hunt in the afternoon, um, depending if the conditions are right. Um, and of course, we will try our best to get some juniors for the bird, some some juniors on some birds, and uh, I'm actually looking forward to that a lot. It'll be my second season not on a gun. And I really enjoyed last year not being behind the gun and just sitting back and taking in the finer moments of the hunt. So 
that's something to look forward to. The following weekend is the veteran hunt, which is for active duty service members of our military and um, those veterans who are maybe not part of the military anymore, but, but serve time. And um, we're kind of rewarding them within the state by offering them another weekend to hunt ducks. Um, so I'll be taking out some veterans on that weekend too. That will be a ton of fun, and I can't wait for that. That's always a good time. I had the opportunity to take out some veterans last year on the veteran hunt. Um, they shot their limit by, I think, 930. Um, I did it for my senior project, and it was a blast. It was super rewarding, and it was a great time, um, and it was tons of fun. Um, and then the following weekend after that, it is our late goose season that opens on um, a Saturday and ends on the Wednesday following that runs for five consecutive days. Um, I'll be guiding the first two days. And then I hope to spend the next couple of days with some buddies um, out in the marsh or um, at some of their private duck clubs and enjoy and kind of soak up the last few days and days of our season down here in the balance of state zone. Um, after that, um, some future hunting trips that may happen is a northeastern zone goose hunt um, that really st starts way up later. So if I get an itch to go chase some birds after our season ends, I may go do that. Um, looking forward, Pyramid Lake for Lahontan cutthroat trout in Nevada. Fly fishing um, could be really good after we um, wrap up waterfowl season. And then following that, of course, is turkeys right around the corner. And that is another huge passion of mine. So um, we got a ton of fun stuff coming up. Um, I always kind of get a little upset. Not necessarily upset, but just kind of um, kind of you look back at the season and, and realize all the fun times you had and you're going to miss them. But I'm actually pretty excited to wrap up waterfowl season and move on to some fly fishing and some turkey hunting and um, just really kind of relaxing after a long season, especially being away from home as much as I was this year um, with guiding. Um, I really just wanted to also throw in there that um, I have some companies that I'm associated with that if anybody has questions about, I, I'm more than happy to answer questions about powder master choke tubes, Dakota decoys, big, Big Owls, Silhouette Decoys. Um, I use a lot of Sitka gear. Um, I also have a lot of experience um, teaching people about duck and goose calling and decoys. So if anybody ever has any questions about any kinds of stuff like that, um, please feel free to DM me on Instagram or shoot me a message on Messenger through Facebook. Or um, if even just a simple... Hey, how, how's the birds doing up in the valley? Are they acting normal? What have you noticed? Um, I could probably lean you in the right direction just because I've been able to be up there so much this year. Um, I'm really thankful for every opportunity that's been given to me this year. And I couldn't thank my family, friends, um, my really good friends from high school. Um, my mom and dad, um, and my girlfriend and her family for supporting this and getting this show kind of off the ground and kind of give me a kick in the butt and getting this thing started. So, um, 
This is episode three, and I hope to have some exciting guests on in the next few weeks. Um, I'm going to try to get some women that are involved in the outdoors to also involve some women because um, women and children, getting them into this sport is as important as any um, man or boy. So um, that's a big thing that's important to me is just hunter advocation and recruiting new people into the sport. Um, because I think the outdoors has something for everybody and I want everybody to be able to enjoy something in the outdoors. So thank you guys. Um, this is episode three of the happiest, happiest hours outdoor podcast. Um, I hope to be uploading one every week. Um, and if not, I'll be trying to play a little bit of catch up and upload, um, one or two a week. So thank you guys. Um, I'll be throwing another uh, episode up here pretty soon. All right. Have a good week.